is the punt return with Woot and Y. And it's all proudly brought to you by Reading the Play. The place to go for the winning edge. Welcome back to another episode of The Punt Return. I am Josh Y, and I'm joined by my buddy Josh Woot. What's going on, man? Oh, you know, um, just gliding down Route 66 on the Wentz Wagon. On the Wentz Wagon? Flying? How are you, uh, how are you feeling now? You're the uh, best record in the NFL. Uh, yeah, that just speaks volumes onto how weird the season is. So I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I mean, I think it's a good season to be going well because it's unpredictable and all the good teams might go bad by the end of the year and we might be all right, but I don't know. Yep. I don't know. Let's just wait and see. A lot of the NFL is just the surviving September, October, and November without injuries. And, um, you know, Peters and Hicks injuries definitely hurt. Um, sort of bittersweet moment for you. Yeah. It is. Um, you know, it, it might be. I, I, I'm pretty sure there's been, uh, you know, a succession plan in place for Peter Peters to move on for quite some time. But, you know, this might be the. Uh, hey, that breaks the camel's back in regards to, hey, we really need to see who's going to be our left and right tackle for the future. Yeah. Um, it's a shame, though, that at the same time that Joe Thomas also, his godlike uh, snap streak was ended. And, like, these two guys are just, you know, these are, like, the best tackles in the league for such a long time. Peters and Joe Thomas going down the same week after the season. Just, it sucked. Yeah. It was brutal, brutal week uh, for O-line injuries. I think Brandon Scherf got injured as well. So it's just um, any good offensive lineman um, left up. There's not many left. Um, a, a colleague at work was saying that of PFF's tackles, two out of the top 15 or something are left healthy in the NFL at the moment that, that were previously ranked in the top 15 before they before they went down. Um, so yeah. a lot of, you know, Marshall Yanda, Joe Thomas, Jason Peters. It's just... It's just been brutal, and it's no wonder you see the lowest points scored across the round because all these insanely athletic D-lines are just taking advantage of uh, these beat-up and banged-up O-lines. They weren't very good to begin with, apart from Philly, obviously. You guys have got depth at guard, just no tackles. Yeah, no, it is, it is, <laughs> it is uh, a tough spot. We're going to have to push one of these guards. Out to, I'm not sure if we're going to do Lane Johnson to left tackle or we're going to, I don't know. But it'll be interesting to see. And it, we, this will be, you know, a real uh, how good is Wentz. Can he, uh, you know, he's losing arguably like the best tackle he might ever have. Yep. So <laughs> Definitely. We'll see. Uh, so, I, I can't believe Peters, Peters is 36 and playing like just as good as he ever has. Yeah, he was, incredible. he was playing insane. Um, so. Tough week for injuries. My Malik, Malik Hooker, my son, Malik, my boy, gone for the year as well. Just gut wrenching. I was depressed all Monday. It was just horrid. Uh, and, and we didn't go too well across the board uh, in week seven. We only both correctly tipped one out of three. Um, Kansas City losing in the dying seconds. Um, just, oh, just a bad beat. And we'll talk about that with Mister NFL. But it's just a horrid, horrid beat. Um, especially after that terrible pass interference call or non-call very early yep. in that game that put uh, Oakland up by a, a fair margin. But it wasn't all bad news for the for the Woot family. I believe your father had some success. Yeah, Dad put a little uh, multi or a parlay on for those listening in the US. He put he had the cojones to <laughs> uh, pair New England over 14 points, and he played that into... 
Philly winning between the margin of one and thirteen. And I, to be honest, I, I was going to say he was, you know, he was sweating it out there in the end in the fourth quarter, but I don't think he was sweating at all. He's he's far too confident in, you know, just oh, what will happen will happen. Mm. <laughs> he uh, he's a random sort of better at the time. I remember the Panthers. Broncos Super Bowl, he was one that was just like Broncos a win and, and took him by a, like 13 plus or whatever it was and, and comfortably got that one up as well. So just out of the blue he with these be, random we ones. Had, we, we had all kinds of people on that podcast making their predictions and wasn't Dad the only one that I'm pretty sure Dad was the only one that picked the Broncos or something. It was yeah, the and, and Emma because um, oh no, no, she picked the Panthers because of Friday Night Lights, so um, yeah, so I think, yeah, I think your dad was the only one, so unbelievable. Anyway. Nostra dad. That was awful. <laughs> All right, uh, week week eight, start us off. What's uh, what's your first play this week? What about the dad I llama? Nah, that's pretty, it's better. Anyway. Log off. My first bet this <laughs> my first bet this week that I like uh, is Minnesota minus nine and a half. At Cleveland, England. <laughs> Is there a Cleveland in, in, in England? <laughs> That's it. Um, don't know whereabouts it is. Probably has a ham on the end. Um, but yeah, <laughs> pretty much similar to what we um, we we, we spoke about um, in regards to your bet last week in regards to Minnesota and Baltimore. Um, so yeah. The Vikings' third down defense is just incredible. Yeah, and it's like it's it's defense as a whole is it's really really stout, but third down um, defense in particular is just terrific. And I mean, Baltimore was struggling already, um, off at, like just on third down. Cleveland is struggling on every down offensive. Oh yeah, <laughs> every down. Thank you. <laughs> Um, and the, like, so the Vikings aren't going to need to resort to shutting them down on third down if they're, you know, throwing their, their third and thirty every time. Like, it's just, it's I don't know. I can't. I just can't see any way that Cleveland are going to be able to put enough points on the Vikings to keep up with what they're able to put against this Browns team, who defensively are also pretty average. I mean, there are some bright spots, but they're so. They're just glimmering. It's barely anything. It's yeah, really, really not good. And Vikings, Vikings have done like Vikings. We were really Bradford got hurt and Cooks got hurt, and we we're looking at the Vikings like this is just they're such bad luck that they'll be five and two. So yep, uh, yeah. Well, well, they are five and two, so they'll be they'll be six and two. Um, we're right. They'll yeah. Be, yeah, no, sorry. Yep. They are five and two, yeah. And you're right. Like, and, and they have thought that they're, they're leading the NFC North, which is just now with Rogers' injury, just looks like this is a really, really good opportunity, especially if, you know, Bradford comes back and they can just yep. continue on with this because Latavius Murray was, you know, not the guy who we saw last week. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and dig, like, last week was against a tougher defense in. In Baltimore, and they didn't have Stephon Diggs, uh, so I think if they can get Diggs back and and get that offense flowing a little bit better, I think they're a different team when they have Diggs at wide receiver one. It means Thielen gets the easier matchup 
as much as I love Thielen, I think he can handle elite corners. I think it's just so much more of a mismatch when he's going up against the team second, or even if they switch fields and, and Stefan's going up against a second, it just gives him that much more of an advantage other than Laquan Treadwell, who gifted Brandon Carr a, a interception last week with some, some uh, dodgy hands. So I definitely like uh, the Vikings uh, this week. Everson Griffin on nine sacks already um, this season, just on fire. Crazy. Yep. Uh, I'm going with uh, under 45 and a half points in the Houston at Seattle game. Um, Seattle's just been crazy good this year for the unders. Um, they've been very slow offensively, and they were they lit it up in the second half against the Giants last week, but still the under um, was the was a, a good winner for us. Um, and, yeah, they just their defense is so good at shutting people down. I know Deshaun Watson's playing... Really, really well, but this is a deep. This is a defense that he hasn't faced yet. This is a tough task for for Deshaun Watson, and I think uh, this could be a, a real challenge. And I think you know Houston could be in this game for a long time. I just don't expect many points. I expect a little bit of a slog. And I uh, even without JJ Watt and Whitney Merciless, I still think the Texans can get pressure on um, Russell Wilson themselves and uh, keep things a little bit interesting. Yeah, and it's always um, it's always just a. I feel that, you know, Deshaun Watson isn't the kind of guy that gets intimidated by too much. Well, at least he hasn't shown he hasn't shown that in his brief career so far that he he gets uh like he's not he's never a deer caught in headlights. He's always just, you know, just embraces the the um the situation or the uh, uh I'm trying to think of the word, the occasion. Yep. And and just you know, takes in his stride. But this Seattle defense, you know, that will this will be a real, uh, you know, welcome to the NFL kind of game, I think. Yeah. For Deshaun, and I think this line is a little bit too high. I agree. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to be like, you know, look, this, we are Seattle. You're coming to our house. Like, you can't just come in here and have your way how you've been having it with all these other teams. Like, we will shut you down. Yeah, <laughs> and. Like everyone talks about, you know, the, the Kansas, Kansas City game being a tough test for him, and it was, and they ended up losing that game. But he, you know, lit it up and threw five touchdowns. We, we learned the other day that 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 Kansas City secondary is really missing Eric Berry, and they're not as good as advertised in in terms of pass defense, apart from Marcus Peters. But he's just getting no help whatsoever. This Seattle defense is is ranked five in in pass defense, as opposed to the Chiefs, who were ranked nineteenth. So for comparison, he he put up a low score against Cincinnati in what was probably his first start and on a short week, and they were ranked 12th, and that was a sort of a 13-9 game. I'm not expecting that low of a total, but I think uh, definitely not going to see five touchdowns um, out of Deshaun Watson against his Seattle secondary and this defense. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, what's your second play, buddy? Second play is I'm taking over in um... – the Miami Baltimore game. So Miami is traveling to Baltimore, and the lo- the current um, total is thirty seven and a half. That seems but unusually low. Unusually low, you say? Well, here's the statistics for you, Mister White. <laughs> wow, that was that was so poorly set up. Um, <laughs> yeah, so thirty seven and a half points is the lowest lowest total in Thursday night football history. Yeah, that's. Thirty. I haven't seen thirty-seven and a half as a total in a, in a long time. It's been a while. Yeah, it's very very low. Um, yeah, and not. I get that um, these teams have. You know, I think 
Miami is just still flying under the radar and people don't realize that they have a four and two record. And I think that <laughs> Baltimore, yes, have been poor, but they're also, I feel like they're just a team that one week is just going to click. And the only way they're going to be able to um, beat this Miami team to, is to outscore them because they're not going to be able to, um, yeah, the defense isn't going to be able to hold up. So, yeah, Miami, Miami, what, they scored 31 points against the Jets and they scored 20 points against Atlanta the week before. So this isn't a team that's been struggling to score lately and they seem to be, you know, getting a bit of a roll on. And I think that, yes, Jay Cutler is a loss, but Matt Moore is one of the better backups in the league and I'm sure he could be starting for half the teams, maybe half a bit of a stretch, but, yep. you know, at least over 10 um, in the league. So I think... I think Miami will put up. I think Miami will win. I think they'll put up a decent amount of points, and Baltimore will, you know, add to that to get it over the line. I don't. I mean, not by any stretch of the imagination. I don't see this being a sixty-point game, and yep. like, like that. I don't see that happening. But yeah, but I like it. I like the over in it. Yeah, but even just like a you know twenty-one seventeen or twenty-four fourteen, like that's going to give you over. And then for comparison, last week the Vikings Ravens game started with like six field goals or whatever it was. It might have been even more than that, like like eight straight field goals. And even the Vikings still managed to put up 24 points after um, a, a slow start for, for the first half where there was no touchdown scored at all. So, And I, I can definitely see Baltimore scoring some points as well. Um, Miami's defense is quietly okay, but mostly against the run, um, given Nodomic and Sue and, and the like. But their pass secondary is is a little bit prone to big plays, and I think if Flacco can just, you know, turn it on for half a game, you can find Macklin or, or Wallace if they play. The problem is health, mostly with them lately. Um, they've been bad, but even worse now that they've been missing players. But I definitely think that's just way too low. Yeah, when your number one target's Ben Watson, you know you're, yep, struggling. you're struggling offensively. <laughs> so hopefully they get some stock and some cattle back, but um, yeah, definitely like that play there. Uh, my next play is the Chiefs minus seven against the Broncos. I'm going back to the Chiefs after their um, just brutal loss for us last week. I'm going to go back down. I can't believe I'm doing this. I'm not. No, I'm normally a Chiefs skeptic. I should be reveling in this, but I just can't see them dropping a third straight, and I definitely think at home, um, Denver are really struggling offensively. Um, Trevor Simeon's not the quarterback that can really throw on them deep like Derek Carr did and Deshaun Watson did. He's not that type of quarterback. Um, so I think this matchup is quite nice for the Chiefs, um, who will be fired up after losing two straight. And I think uh, I think the Chiefs can get it done um, at the minus seven there. And I like that number at minus seven. If it goes over to seven and a half, then you're talking a whole different story. So if you can get find minus seven, some places definitely uh, invest in the minus seven. Nice. Nice, 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 nice. Nice. Uh, third play for you, buddy? I'm going with Buffalo minus two and a half versus Oakland. I think that Oakland, yes, it was a good performance against Kansas City. Yes, it was a gritty win um, to come back and win like they did. But their their running game is just struggling so much. And going into um, Buffalo and this, this team that's just pretty much just riding high on underdog status all the time. It's like they really love 
they're just feeding off that underdog status and like no one is giving them a chance each week it seems like they they understand that this defense is terrific and that they just they might be able to grind it out and win but no one's really excited about them or giving them really any chance to do anything but they're silently just going about their way doing this and this this run defense of this um, Buffalo team isn't going to give uh, Oakland any chance and I know that Marshall Lynch being suspended for you know the the, the referee altercation or whatever you want to call it yep. um, isn't going to be the biggest loss because he hasn't been performing too well but his backup aren't you know exactly well beaters either and it's pretty much just a, it's a, like a next man up mentality it's not going to make too much of a difference I see them really struggling they're going to they're just going to have to throw it against this defense and we've seen that this defense isn't just good on the ground it's good through the air as well yep so, yeah, I, I really see Oakland not having uh, too much of this game their way, and I think two and a half is just too low. And I think the public's jumping on that as well. Yeah. Uh, they are eighth overall in, in DVOA defense, seventh against the rush, 11th against the pass, Buffalo. And Tyrod Taylor is um, in, a, in a league where there hasn't been too many um, consistent quarterbacks across the board for many weeks. I think Tyrod Taylor would probably be Probably a top 10 quarterback if you look at his numbers this season just because of, I mean, Josh McCowan's even probably in the top 10 at this point because of just the injuries and inconsistent play from some, some veterans in, you know, Eli and Big Ben and things like that. So I definitely can see them putting up points as well. We saw it last week against the, against the Bucks defense that's pretty awful. But, um, you know, if you want a comparison, Tampa Bay are last in DVOA pass defense, Oakland second last. So. There you go. So you can see similar success from uh from the Bucks uh from the Bills, sorry, uh against the, the Raiders. Uh all right, my last play is again I'm gonna go back to a team I accidentally stupidly bet against last week. You know, there's a rule every year you don't take a team against New England at home and after they've lost two this year I talked myself into Atlanta plus three and a half and it backfired Massively, still trying to find the photo of Bill Belichick holding up the fog machine um, to just halt the the Falcons' comeback. Um, it seems to be missing at this point, uh, but we'll find it. But I'm taking the, I'm taking the Patriots minus seven against my beloved um, you know, kind of cult figure team that I love now. The Chargers, I kind of I think I'm embracing them as like my second team. Um, I don't know why, but I just do. Um, but I think. Seven is uh, is a good number for for New England. I, I really was impressed by um, look Brady played great, but their O line after the after he took some early sacks played really really well and established the ground game for them as well. I thought Marcus Cannon was great and their center was superb. Um, so I thought their O line are really encouraged with that, keeping Brady upright, and that's going to help him massively um, against this defense. So if they can hold up against uh, Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram like they did against uh, Vic Beasley and Adrian Claiborne. I know that's not as threatening from the Falcons as opposed to the Chargers, but I really like them, and I think their their defense is improving a lot, and I think the Chargers uh, aren't going to be able to score enough or keep up pace with New England at home. So I'm taking New England minus uh, seven. I think you can expect some more dominant home performances from them, and, and as the season goes on, New England will just sort of snowball into a dominant force and just ease into the playoffs with the number one seed. Yeah, um, yeah, no, their defense is just automatically, just, like, just started to gel. Just all of a sudden, over the last three, 
three weeks has just been like, yeah, this is what we expect. I don't know why we were saying that their defense had any problems. We should have expected this. It happens every week. Yeah. And they were like, they marked Julio with like some no-name guy and, and a bit of Malcolm Butler as well. And it and it worked. Like everyone was making out like, oh, the, for the Falcons, like there's no Stefan Gilmore. But I feel like Stefan Gilmore has been underperforming. I think that's kind of the reason why he didn't play. Like it might have improved. Like, you know, there's there's no, no matter how much money you're on, if you're not playing or performing well, then, you know, your, your spot's in jeopardy. And I think that'll probably help Stefan Gilmore down the track as well. But I just... Uh, I can't bet against New England at home, and you're getting under double digits now for them at home. They're, they're easily the best team in the AFC. So uh, I, I say the NFL, but some people still think it's your your Eagles. I know you're probably not buying into that hype yet. No, not yet. All right. Not yet. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so there are three, uh, or six plays, three each. Um, currently you're 11-9, and nine, I'm 12-9. and nine. Underdog last week, um, we went 0-2, but we did... We did say at top of the thing that we're only doing this uh, for a bit of fun, and we did say that we didn't really like any underdogs this week. Um, and we... I stated very, yep. very strongly last week that yep. I would not bet a single underdog, yep. and that I was only picking Broncos because it was the closest. Yep. <laughs> so <laughs> hopefully people listen to that advice. Um, but it, twelve out of the fourteen favorites won, so uh, it was it was a good week to, for us to say that. Um, and and go with that option, um, but as actually didn't I say Oakland? No, I'm kidding. Sorry about it. <laughs> <laughs> we could have done that. We could have said, oh, you know, take Oakland at two thirty, and then take the Chiefs minus three, um, and then we would have been right either way or wrong either way. But um, it would have been it would have been the way to go. But week six, it was it was the complete opposite with all the underdogs winning. So we, we went two from two that week. So it evens it out. Uh, week eight, what are you looking at? Um, I like. Uh, Miami, Miami at it's what two dollars thirty eight or something like that. Yeah, two thirty eight against the Ravens. You're not worried at all about their uh, record uh, in night games. They're three and twelve against the spread in their last fifteen night games. I'm Matt Moore. Matt Moore. Your two words. Matt Moore. Moore. Mandy's brother. Matt. <laughs> Jesus, you've had some bad ones in this show. Yeah, they are. They're two dollars thirty-eight. So lock in uh, Miami for uh, for Woot. So you you think the the Miami Dolphins that no one's talking about and everyone thinks are terrible and they might be. I've picked um, them before. They're going to be picked them before. You have. They're going to be five and two. Right. <laughs> you the, picked the, the five and two Miami Dolphins. That's been your highest uh, the highest total for an underdog. You correctly tipped Miami at two dollars eighty. Um, I'm sure. going with Carolina at two dollars ten, playing the Tampa oh, Bay. That's nothing. Two dollars ten. What still, is that? Still an underdog. Still underdog, mate. <laughs> still an underdog. Uh, two dollars ten. Um, I picked two dollars and five cents last week. Yeah, I know. Um, look, they were pretty awful last week. Um, a lot of that was bad luck with some some tip picks and things like that. Um, it was a weird, weird game. Some weird games on the road in teams of had on the road at Chicago. I mean, Chicago nearly beat Atlanta in the season opener, um, so I'm not reading too much into that. Plus, Tampa Bay's defense is, is god-awful. It, it is it is awful. Um, so I think this could be the game that uh, could you could see good Cam Newton. He's been very Jekyll and Hyde this year, so I think uh, they'll uh, get the uh, get the W there. So there are two underdogs, Miami $2.38. Carolina, $2.10, and it's time to speak to Mr. NFL. 
Joining us on the line from Reading the Play, that's readingtheplay.com. Please check them out. You, you can go there for the winning edge on all sports and horse racing. It's spring carnival, so don't forget about horse racing as well. But Mr. NFL joins us on the line after a successful tip last week. The charge is minus one and a half. You beauty. How you going, buddy? Yeah, really well, Josh. Um, yeah, Chargers played well and expected uh, result. And, you know, the, the Broncos really struggled away from uh, my high. And, yeah, I just think the Chargers are a bit of a sleeping team. You know, I think you're pretty keen about them. And, yeah, I thought their performance was good. We uh, we definitely are, aren't we? We were keen on the Chargers. Yeah, yeah, really like what they've done. Uh, you know, like you said, I think uh, last week that uh, they could really have a positive record there if a few things went their way. But, yeah, I like their performance. And, you know, uh, they come up against the Patriots team this week, which is a bit unfortunate for the Chargers. But um, I think the resurgent Patriots are looking good. But, yeah, keep an eye on the Chargers moving forward. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, all right, well... Moving on to this week's play, um, so last week, so every time you pick the total here, you haven't worked out. I know you've tipped up other totals quite well this season. What have you got on store for us this year? Is it another total, or are you going to go down on a handicap again? Well, I'm, I'm heading toward a, a line uh, side bet um, with the Philadelphia Eagles minus 13. It's really, really is a sort of a, a bit of a public play here, but uh, I like the Eagles. Loving it. Josh is happy. Yeah, I, I, I think they've been really good this season. And, you know, uh, the win over the Redskins was solid. And, you know, um, they look really good, you know, uh, offensively. And the passing game was excellent. I really thought they did well. They started off a bit shaky, but really powered a, a, across the Redskins. And, you know, I, I really can't see how San Fran holds them out here. You know, San Fran... Well, up against Cowboys last week, and then very similar numbers, if not better numbers for the Eagles in comparison with the Cowboys. And we saw what the Cowboys did to the the 49ers um, away from home. So I can only imagine what the Eagles are going to do to the 49ers at home. So, yeah, look, there's clear advantages on the running side of the, the ball for Eagles and, and, and through the passing offence as well. But... You know, I expect Blunt and even Wentz himself to run the ball really well. And, you know, and then Wentz has got his great receiving options through Ertz and Jeffrey and Aguilar. Um, you know, I really, I really think San Fran, they've got so many different options they cover off on, uh, on the Eagles offense. And, you know, I really don't know how they slow them down. I concur everything you said. Yeah, look, I, yeah, that, that that number minus thirteen. I, I suggest we probably try to lock it up now. I, you know, I've got a feeling that might sort of hit the the two TD mark and maybe a little bit over come game time. Yeah, I think I think I agree. I think it it, it could uh, it could extend a little bit. I'm a bit nervous about. I'm not sure how the team will change with the the season-ending injuries they've had on both sides of the ball um, during the Washington game to. Uh, Hicks and Peters, but um, you can still just see uh, like a next man up approach by Philadelphia when it comes to this. They're they're firing at the moment. They are. They're a very solid team, and you know the one consistency is that their play. You know, even KC have sort of dropped off the last couple of weeks, and yeah, going back to KC, very unlucky there, um, missing out on our multi uh, the way they did. But you know, yeah, look, one of the consistencies of this of this season is. is 
the Eagles and how well they're doing. And Wentz, you know, there's something, you know, prodigious about this guy. You know, he's one of these guys that almost remind me of, of Brady and how well he plays and, you know, there's the confidence he gives the team. So, you know, he's running games excellent too. So, you know, he, he can really run with the ball if that's an option for him. Yeah. You you bring up that multi and it still gives me great pain that Kansas City minus three loss really, really hurt on Thursday. It was a, a hell of a game, but the way that they lost in that fashion um, with the game ending 27,000 times, um, that, yeah. that, was a, that was a bad beat. Yeah, it was tough to watch. You know, those penalties, uh, successive penalties there late in the game. And, you know, you you just wanted them to uh, leave them alone so they could uh, miss the, the pass themselves and not make that pass. But, you know, there was, there was something that was destined for that uh, result, I think. Yep, uh, exactly. All right, so we'll, we'll we'll move on to our multi this week. Uh, we'll see how we go. You know, bad beat last week. We got two out of the three legs, but fortunately the first leg... Lost, but if you redoubled in with the double of the Minnesota minus five and a half into the Chargers, you would have found some success there. But so the first leg obviously is is the Eagles minus thirteen versus San Fran, actually two dollars at William Hill. So uh, some value there if you think it's going to move to uh, to around that fourteen mark. I think it might seem steady. The double digit favorites this year haven't gone too well, but I I definitely think of the double-digit favourites so far, the Eagles are probably looking the most likely. Uh, Josh, what's going to be your leg? I think. Yep. What's uh, what's your leg this this week for the uh, multi-word out of your three plays? Um, I really like Minnesota minus nine and a half at Cleveland. All right. Minnesota nine and a half at Cleveland. So the London game... uh, yeah, it's yeah. We talked Absolutely. about it. Yeah, United Kingdom. <laughs> it's in it's in the United <laughs> Kingdom. Uh, obviously, I'm gonna go with and I'll just that that's dollar ninety one there. So uh, I'm just adding that to our multi leg now. Um, I'm gonna go with under forty five and a half in the Houston at Seattle game. Um, Seattle's unders this year have been just. Cash money for me uh, this season. Uh, last week again uh, was was easy. The Giants as well are a good underplay. So when they played Seattle last week, it just made too much sense. But um, I think this this total is a little bit high given Houston's success of racking up the score against some bad opponents. Seattle's defense is getting better every week, and they just signed Dwight Freeney as well. So interesting to see what he brings on third down and longs and what he can, the pressure he can bring. But I think that 45 and a half is just a, you know, three or four points too high for me. So I'm going to take that as well. And that's also $1.91. So you're getting $7.30 here on our three multis. So you've got the Eagles minus 13 versus San Fran, Minnesota minus nine and a half, just underneath that 10, that crucial 10 point mark there um, against Cleveland in London. And then under 45 and a half points, Houston at CenturyLink taking on the Seahawks. Mr. NFL, before we let you go, um, what can we expect from reading the play over the next uh, few weeks? Yeah, um, uh, much of the same. It's uh, business as usual at reading the play. Um, subscriptions are available, so come and check it out on the website. Um, one, five, uh, ten-week and season pass options are all available. Um, and remember, you get not only the NFL but the college. So, you know, some great success there for our guy through the college plays this season and, you know, um, really gives you something to look forward to on a a, a Saturday and a Sunday as well, you know, so um, don't have to hold out till Monday for the NFL. 
Um, so those that join us, uh, we'll have a full list of plays, the breakdowns online over the weekend. Uh, so I really encourage the, the raft of Woot and Why listeners to visit the <laughs> website, subscribe, and come and have some fun with us. <laughs> raft. Love it, Woot. Nice. Yeah, Alex just gets me. I'm having like withdrawals <laughs> over the weekend and he knows how to, he feels it with college football bets. Yeah. Great. It's, uh, it's... That's right. Yeah, you, 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 you got to keep the weekend uh, fun filled. Exactly. So yeah. ra- racing on Saturday, college football on Sunday, NFL Monday. It's just set. Yeah, it never, never stops, like you said, man. It's a bit, uh, a bit dangerous with all those text messages flying through. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, mate, uh, we'll let you go. Good luck uh, this week. I think uh, if you're smiling with your pick, Woot will have a, uh, an even cheesier grin on his face as well if his Eagles hammer the 49ers and we'll... Uh, Talk next week with another multi-lobbying and, and everyone going, uh, you know, seven for seven on our picks here and uh, the punt return, just printing cash for for the listeners. And uh, we look forward to it next week. All right. Very good. Thanks, guys. Cheers, mate. See you, mate. This has been the punt return. Don't forget to check out readingtheplay.com to get the winning edge on all sports and racing. You can also check out all bets mentioned on today's podcast online at wootandwhy.com. And make sure to follow each of the boys on Twitter at ThisIsWoot and at JYNFL. Or you can follow the podcast at WootandWhy. And as always, gamble responsibly.